This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So that's audio from a video that you can see at thedunkcamp.com. Just over the past couple weeks, I was just, you know, being obsessive about this dunk and found a guy online who goes by the Over the Hill Dunker, and he runs a thing called the Dunk Camp. And uh, so this is the guy that I've focused on, and not in a weird way, but this is the guy that's been uh, taking up a bunch of my mental time recently. His name's Andy Nicholson, and uh, I'm going to bring him on the phone, and we're going to talk to him on this episode of BG Dunks 2018. Uh, Andy, welcome, and thank you for taking your time to join us on this episode. Absolutely. Uh, Super excited to talk to you. This is very fun. So, Andy, let's start with a local connection and where you grew up before we get into your journey. Born and raised not too far away there in Raytown, class of uh, 1990. Played basketball there at Raytown South, pretty um, well-known, legendary uh, high school basketball program uh, for Bud Lathrop. And uh, my senior year, we actually went undefeated, won the state championship and Last year, we got inducted into the Missouri Hall of Fame. Nice. Represent Cardinals. Am I right? Yeah, Cardinals. You got it. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so we love Raytown. Already out of the gate worries me because obviously you were uh, quite the basketball player in high school. Well, of course, I thought I was, (laughs) but but I I was on an incredible team, and we had had two – teammates that uh, were recruited by pretty much every school in the country and rated, you know, very highly coming out of high school. And if I'm being honest, I was much more of a role player, but uh, man, I sure thought I was a good player. Dude, sure, I couldn't yeah, make I the varsity on a team in high school, and I had 34 people in my graduating class. That's how bad I was. I'm <laughs> awful, okay? Now, I love the game of basketball, but that's how bad. Now, now. I was quarterback of the football team in this tiny, tiny school, but so I'm not a complete, well, there you go. yeah, not a complete non-athlete, but I'm pretty close. Could you dunk in high school? You know, that's, that's a fun argument. Uh, <laughs> me and my teammates um, have talked about because I was the guy that like tried, of course, over and over and over again and like back rimmed it, miss, 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 and I feel like I was high enough and I uh, just would always miss. And if I, if I, um, Knew then what I knew now, I would have, I definitely, I think, would have made a dunk in high school, but there's no legit dunk um, that happened in high school. I thought I thought I had one. Like, I, the way I look at my first dunk, at least I did for a long, long time, was uh, on this one rim in the gym. And, uh, you know, as I'm looking back, it was a rim that everybody dunked on. 
um, because I think it was probably a couple inches low. <laughs> okay. So, well, I'm not going to so, measure it. Your uh, secret's safe with me. Foot, yeah, legit 10 foot. No, I don't think it ever happened in high school. Something I have didn't ask, but I think I should, is how tall are you? Uh, without shoes, I'm 5'11". <laughs> okay. Okay. What yeah. kind of shoes do you prefer to dunk in? That's a big question for me. Uh, I have a few. Um, my favorites are the Jordan 29 Lows. Yeah. And you might still be able to get them. Those are uh, a few years old now, but I've tried a lot of different shoes. I'm mostly a Nike guy, but, uh, you know, my favorite that I've dunked in is definitely the Jordan 29 Lows. I also really like the Kobe 9 and 10, so the Lows. And then more recently, I like the Nike Hyper Dunk Lows from 2017 as well. And those are, um, for the money, uh, you can't, can't beat them. You can probably get those still online for less than a hundred bucks and, and they're really nice. I have heard, and they kind of look like the Hardens. Um, my Google research has said the Hardens are pretty good to dunk in. How much of a factor though really is your shoe? Oh, I think it can help some, you know, uh, like I think my best jumping days seem to happen in the Jordan 29 lows and I've talked to a lot of dunkers. And um, there's a pretty strong consensus. It's a favorite among a lot of dunkers, the Jordan 29 lows. So I do think there's just something a little bit there, but it's not like you're going to be dunking from the free throw line because you right. got <laughs> a brand new pair of sneakers or something. Okay, you know? hang on, though. I am putting them in my Amazon cart as we speak. I'm going to just go ahead. and. Um, <laughs> okay, I want to talk now about your journey to dunk. You didn't do it in high school. There is a like a 30-minute documentary that you made or had made about your journey to dunk, please take us through the story of your documentary. You don't have to spoil it, though, if you don't want to, but tell us about your journey. Go watch it. I, I think you'll enjoy it. But the um, the premise basically is, you know, I got to, um, you know, I'm a basketball addict. I love the game, still play all the time. I'm now 46. But when uh, I hit about age 39, I had this, you know, Huge fear of turning 40, huge fear of getting old. I'm still playing a lot of basketball. And um, kind of that midlife crisis thing, and I'm thinking, man, I don't, I don't want to get old. And, and uh, this is about the time when YouTube, this is uh, seven years ago, this is about the time YouTube started really getting popular. And there was a viral video of this guy, if, you're, if you follow Dunking, I'm sure you know who he is, and he's Jacob Tucker, kind of an unknown college player, but... He had this dunking video, 5'11 white dude, um, played at a small D3 school in, in, in Illinois. And he, he released this dunking video that just went, uh, went crazy. I saw that video, and that became my, okay, I'm 39. I wonder if I could dunk before I turn 40. And um, started there and uh, researched like crazy, trying to find the right program to do. There's tons of them online, and... I found one that seemed like the best one to do, and so I, you know, put my credit card number in and <laughs> ordered the, the program and, and just went crazy. And uh, about, I think it was 11 weeks later, I, I dunked. 11 uh, weeks? 11 weeks, yeah. Uh, whoa! Dude, went, I've been working on this. I'm, a, I'm 11 months in. Now, I, I'll, I will I'll say I haven't you. not dunked yet. I haven't officially tried because I'm worried I'm going to try and not be close and it's going to crush me mentally. (laughs) 
Have you been practicing on a, a lower rim? I haven't. Am I in trouble? Remember, or, or you may haven't even thought about this, but dunking is a skill. And so it, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And so I see a lot of guys, and this is probably me in high school, where you know, you're high, when you're really, really close, you know, maybe you're within an inch or so of being able to dunk the ball. Some of that, of course, the higher you get, the easier it is to throw the ball through the hoop. But when you get down to, like, you know, an inch or so where you have to have, like, everything go perfect to throw that ball through the hoop, you're, if you're a little bit better at it skill-wise, just the actual skill of dunking the ball, you know, not losing the ball, um, you know, timing it correctly and so on, your success rate is going to go higher. So, yeah, um, talk to any pro dunker. Um, they they practice, even today, these guys that can do every dunk you can think of on 10 feet, they still practice on low rims to work on their technique, especially when they're trying to learn a new dunk. So I would uh, I would highly recommend, even on like a 9-foot rim, just the skill you want to get better at dribbling and shooting, you got to practice it. And, and, and dunking is the same thing. It's a skill. So that's one uh, piece of advice. I okay. Would Let's go back to your documentary. And you, it's a 30-minute doc, but essentially you follow yourself over those 11 weeks. What ended up happening was I, I reached that goal of, of being able to dunk, you know, in those 11 weeks. And then I couldn't get past it. All I could get was this, this very basic one-handed dunk. And my goal at that beginning, really, is I really wanted to be able to dunk two hands. And I hit that kind of this plateau of a one-handed dunk and kept trying the program over and over again. And and it's not real natural for me. So, like, when I'd stop training, I'd take a break, the vert would go down, and I'd start over and try and build it up again. So I would go up and down, up and down, up and down. And I would always end up kind of about this level where I could get a one-handed dunk, and that was it. And... um so this is probably two years, you know, into this process, um, which is before I even started the documentary. But I caught to the point where I was like, man, I reached this goal of dunking. But another dream I'd always had since I was a little kid and watching Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and, and Spud Webb, that 1985 slam dunk contest, I'd always dreamed of being in a dunk contest. And so what more uh, – it was crazy to try and dunk at 40 – this is probably even crazier, I thought. What about doing uh, my first dunk contest? I, I'd never reached that goal. So that became that became the new goal. I'm, uh, I'm going to see if I can be in a dunk contest. And, uh, you know, somebody had only dunked a handful of times now in, in his life. And now I'm, what, 43, 44. Um, you know, it's kind of absurd. But setting a big goal and having a big deadline like you do, like you have. Like what you've done is perfect because you, you have a date on when you know you have to, to reach that goal. It provides tons and tons of motivation. And so I found out about a dunk contest that was coming up that was about, uh, I think at the time when I really started, that was maybe six months away. And um, so I knew that I was that this deadline was looming. And I set that as a goal and then, you know, those days you don't want to train, you're like, okay. But the, that, that date is coming fast, so it provided that extra motivation to eat better, be very consistent on my training. And so that uh, that's what the documentary follows, is kind of my journey from dunking at 40 and then and then beyond and then trying to reach this um, perhaps an even crazier goal 
being in a dunk contest at, at age 44. It's amazing. I, it really makes me regret not being better about filming this journey. I mean, I've done the podcast, but it's not quite the same. It's easy to find. Just Google Over the Hill Dunker. It even shows up on IMDb, so you have your own IMDb page. We can do the math on how close you are to Kevin Bacon. Is it six steps or less? But start at <laughs> IMDb. And so... After the documentary, after the dunk, you've turned this thing into a whole camp. Talk to us about the dunk camp. Brady, you might feel like, you know, you're kind of alone in this, you know, crazy pursuit and maybe I did a little bit for a while, but when you start sharing, you know, your dreams that you have like this, there's there's a lot of people out there um who wish they could dunk, who wanna dunk. And so of course as I started having some success with that I started having people hit me up like crazy for, you know, tips and, you know, how did you do it? What, what was your training like? And, and which was really fun and actually also provided a lot more motivation as well because, you know, it all, almost became like I couldn't stop because people kept coming to me saying, hey, will you help me? And how did you do it? And, and you inspired me. And, and so that, that inspired me to, to keep going. And, you know, I thought, you know, without social media, without YouTube, without Instagram, I don't know if I was going to kept going. But it just kind of turned into this uh, snowball. It just kept <laughs> rolling down the mountain. Just kept getting bigger and bigger. Anyways, um, I got to the point where I thought, you know, it's taking me years, literally, to learn all the things I learned about jumping and dunking. And there's actually there's more to it than 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 you think. Uh, I mean, I could spend hours with you sharing lots of um, little things that I've learned over time that helped me improve and that I've learned from a lot of other dunkers and and so um I had the opportunity to go and dunk with some of the best dunkers in the world. I got to spend several days with I don't know how many of your listeners will know Jordan Kilgannon, but many uh, many if you ask who they think the best dunker in the world is, um many will say Jordan Kilgannon. He's also in my documentary, uh little plug there, but he's a guy that came out in the NBA All Star game a couple years ago in the jeans and and dunked over a guy and all the NBA players went went crazy. That, that video went viral. A lot of people know him from that. But anyways, I got to spend time with him um, and, you know, literally like four days nonstop talking to him, asking him questions and dunking with all these elite dunkers. And uh, we had people that traveled in. This is in Florida. So I went all the way from, I'm in Utah now, and I flew down to Florida to, to be there for this. And I'd gone to all these these basketball camps growing up, and so the idea just came. There's so much to learn. It's so fun if you're you know you're really into this like I am. Uh, a dunk camp just makes sense, so I just started putting things together, started organizing it, and brought in some of the the best dunkers in the world and some of the best trainers uh, that I know from that are uh, focused on this area of athletic development, and that's where uh, the dunk camp was born, and um, we had it couple months ago here in Utah and had uh, 50 athletes come from seven different countries and we had four guys get their very first dunk on 10 feet wow. in their life wow. at the camp which was just epic yeah it was imagine having your very first dunk in a gym full of, of obsessed dunkers some of them are the best dunkers in the world and be able to celebrate that with you and, and so for me that was just like it was so rewarding to be a part of that and see that and one guy, you know, literally broke down and started crying. It meant so much to him to, to um, you know, hit his first dunk. So it's just, I have a big passion for it, and, and so I'm just, uh, you know, obviously I love it and I want to keep 
building it and hopefully help more. I, I wish you could have come. I Dude, um, I'm so bummed I missed it. Now, is this an annual thing? It is, and I, I hope actually to um, to do it more often. And you know, having grown up in Kansas City and having a lot of connections there in the basketball uh, world, I'm, Kansas City could be one of our next locations to to bring the camp. So. If there are listeners there, they're local to Kansas City. You might you might uh, see uh, Dunk Camp coming there. I can't announce anything officially yet, but that would be, of course, one of my next uh, locations to want to that'd bring. Be, because, that'd be uh, amazing. I see on your website, yeah. thedunkcamp.com, June 24th through 27th in Highland, Utah. You can already get signed up, huh? Yeah, we had such uh, a strong response to the first one, and so many people asking when's the next one, and because we have people that travel from so far away to attend, um, we literally had a guy from China, a guy from Chile, uh, four guys from Mexico. Literally all over the world came to the camp. So I wanted to get people a lot of notice for next year's camp. So, yeah, we, we did announce it um, <laughs> very early. But um, people will train and, you know, want to get ready and prepared for it because um, there's some dunk contests that we have there. Um, there's a dunk show that we do there. So... Some people, you know, are you know really trying to make that jump to that next level of dunking, and it's kind of their way to do that. And then there's other guys that have never dunked before. Um, about 40% of our attendees last year, or this, well, actually this year, this first camp, couldn't dunk um, when they came to the camp. So it's not just for guys that can already dunk and are now trying to, you know, do 360s from the free throw line. Like <laughs> sure. No, I mean, dude. passion for dunking. Yeah, which... I'm telling you, I've said this several times, and that's why watching that video that I played to start this episode off of the guy, which I assume is his first dunk ever, I tell people, if I do this, I think it'll be the greatest accomplishment of my life. <laughs> and and I have I, three kids. I can... <laughs> well, I, I, I can totally relate to that. And some people would, you know, maybe make fun of that and say, hey, that, well, that's, that's ridiculous, but I don't know. If you have a passion for it and there's just something really special about, and it sounds silly, but slamming a ball through the hoop, there's just something really fun and magical about it, and um, I want to keep doing it for, for a long time. So I, while, you know, in the scheme of things, you know, being a father and other things I'm sure you've done, it it's, uh, may sound silly, but I, I get it. You know, I mean, but it's, it's a really physical, good, yeah. it's a physical thing that not a lot of people can do, and it's one mark. It's like, it's not, oh, I dropped my my 5K time by 10%. This is a either you can dunk a basketball on a 10-foot rim or you can't. That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a couple more things. Now, I do want to mention, what, one thing I love about the dunk camp is when you register for it, you do get like a 12-week training program. Is this the same one that you originally worked on or you've adjusted or you've come up with your own? Because that's part of signing up for the dunk camp. Some guys coming in already have a, a training program that they use and they, and they like, and, and that's fine. And others um, either are looking for something new or want to change things up. Or maybe you're just starting out and really have no idea how to go about training. And, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different, a little unique. You know, it's not um, if you go to, a, you know, a gym or a trainer, um, a lot of them don't, like, really specialize on, on how to, just jump higher, you know, they're going to give you overall strength or, you know, agility and, and things. Just more general type programming. So this is more specific to helping you um, improve your, your jumping and specifically for, for dunking. So, 
yeah, that is part of it. And, um, you know, some athletes take advantage of it. And then, you know, some already have a program that they really like. So we have a pretty big mix this first camp, some guys that have been training for a long time. And the one thing you learn, and, and I'm sure you probably started to see this, is the more you train, the more you get to know your body and how it works and what works best for you. And so um, I've done enough programs now and trained long enough now where, you know, I don't, I don't want to do just some gene- generic or general program because I already have a really good idea of what helps me get the best results, and everybody's a little bit different. So we don't want to just give everybody, like, the same exact program. Um, it'll work for some people, and it won't work for others just because of the type of athlete you are and your strengths and weaknesses and things like that. Okay, what if I'm all weaknesses? Can we adjust? <laughs> no, so listen, I have three more big questions I want to ask. One, um, sure. I found it quite interesting on your website and with some of your videos is the mental aspect of it. And I was kind of excited to see you guys kind of push that to the forefront as being very important. Talk to me about the mental aspect of dunking. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's huge, um, especially when you're really, really close. Um, you know, I, I think re- being, I hate to use the word realistic, but it's not like you can just, like, visualize, hey, uh, I'm going to start dunking from the free throw line or I'm going to start doing, uh, you know, between the legs, um, you know, if you can't even dunk yet. So, uh, but the, the the mental part of it, visualization, I have seen it help me personally, and, and we wanted to bring that in into the camp. And I just think we, we tend to, uh, I, I, you know, I can't, for everybody obviously but what I've seen is we underestimate ourselves a lot and I, I saw this big time at the camp um, because uh, we tested it, all our athletes on day one tested the vertical jump we tested them again on day four and you know honestly doing that I was a little bit nervous about testing that close together because four days is like nothing uh, in terms of trying to see improvement in a right, vertical jump. Right. It typically takes weeks, months, maybe even years uh, to see progress on your on, on a vertical jump. Um, well, 82% of our, our athletes improved on their no-step jump. So we tested the no-step vertical, and we also tested their full approach. 82% improved on the no-step, 78% improved on their full approach. Um, which is, it, honestly, it's crazy because not a lot has changed. It's not like they got stronger. Um, they're tired now because we've been dunking and jumping like crazy for four days. But what may have changed, um, Brady, is, is their mindset. They've now been exposed and been around guys who are just phenomenal athletes. And I think they, the, the limit that they may have put on themselves coming into the camp on what's possible, it just went up. You see your guy, you're just trying to test the rim maybe for the first time, and then you see a guy go and jump and get his head above the rim. It kind of changes on what you think the human <laughs> body can do. And a lot of these guys probably had never seen someone jump that high in person. So yeah. Believing what's possible and then using visualization, seeing yourself uh, you know, be successful and doing it. And so yeah, we we brought in, we had a mental coach come in. He took us through uh, a couple of uh, sessions. And I 
I do believe, like I mentioned before, we had four guys who had never dunked on 10 feet before, and they were pretty close coming into the camp, you know, maybe a couple inches or so away, but had never dunked before. I do think that some of the mental training that we did and some of the other things that we did as well, but the mental training, the you know, visualization helps them get those first dunks. You know, so you got to believe it. Yeah. You got to be able to see yourself doing it. You know, it's funny because the, the trainers that I'm working with here in town, um, my buddies Drew and Ethan, they, Ethan says, look, don't overthink it. Picture your goal in your mind and your body will do all it can. Sometimes I overthink it and I end up stutter stepping as I approach. He's like, dude, you're overthinking it. Just picture in your mind what you want to do and your body will do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, so I love that. And I also noticed on your dunk camp regimen, it looks like you do a lot of yoga. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the, the recovery, the, uh, you know, helping your, with your range of motion and flexibility, we finish uh, each day with, with some yoga. And, um, yeah, that was, that was a, a big part of it as well. You've got to tr- take care of your body. And um, that recovery process is, is probably as important as the training. You know, I think we well, athletes do a really good job um, breaking their body down through training, but maybe don't do as good of a job on the recovery side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. Okay, my next question is, I've been watching, again, it's a little weird how much I've been watching your video and your stuff lately, Andy, but um, <laughs> I want to ask about the technique. It seems like you often, and a lot of these maybe we'll call them novice dunkers, are doing either the bounce to themselves or having someone, for lack of a better term, alley-oop it. Now, is that because they can't palm the basketball or is it easier to just jump without the ball in your hand? Why? And is that something I should try? Yeah, I can talk a lot about that actually, but the, the jumping without the ball in your hands, for sure you can jump a little bit higher. So um, the reason for that is your arm swing uh, can, if you, if you do it right, your arm swing can actually make a pretty big difference on how high you jump. And if you're dribbling in, on your approach, you have lost some of that full arm swing benefit that you get if you're doing a lob or the self bounce or off the backboard. The you know so dribbling in so so uh, dunking off the dribble is much much harder than say uh, dunking off an alley oop or uh, a lob or off the backboard even because um, you you lose some of that arm swing. Now, is that when you're talking about practicing even on a lower rim, is that what I should be doing? Should, do you, would you suggest off the backboard or the bounce to myself? Because technically for this $1,000 bet, I don't know that anybody can lob it to me. You could lob it to yourself, right? You could just you know, pretend you're sh- shooting a really, really high shot in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let, it, let it bounce and then you run, run up to it and, and grab it and dunk it. That's probably, if you, if you can't have someone else, the easiest dunk by far, I would say, is if someone is just standing right by the rim and they toss the ball underhanded, just a nice toss where it get the, you get the ball just a little bit above the rim and you time it right and you just push it in. Yeah. That would be the easiest way to get, it, to get a dunk because now you don't really have to, now you need a good passer and not everybody's really good at that. You, know, if you, have, you have to have someone who can, can give you a good toss. It needs to be just above the rim, and the timing has to be just right. 
But you can, you know, if you have a really good toss and you time it right, you could probably only be as low as three or four inches over the rim and still dunk it. Right. So that's that's going to be your easiest dunk. Okay, that's what I've kind of been thinking just because I've been watching yours so often, and I think, well, that must be the way to go, right? Um, now, in this bet, I can dunk a WNBA ball if I wear a dress. <laughs> <laughs> so, which might help with the palming of the ball, so I wouldn't necessarily have to dribble? Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I forgot. So if you actually can actually palm the ball, then they're not that also either. I don't have that luxury, so it didn't even cross my mind. But if you can palm the ball, or if it's the WNBA ball, if you can actually palm it, yeah, then um, that also gives you a huge advantage as well because it's kind of the same principle. If you can just get that ball just a little bit over the rim, you can flick your wrist down, and, and you can probably get a dunk on just being three, three to four inches above the rim. Okay. Um, now, here's a weird twist I wanted to talk to you about, and this may be more medical but I feel like you'd be a good person to ask. So back in high school, I injured my left ankle and didn't properly rehab it. Now I'm right-handed. So typically if I were going to do a layup or a dunk, naturally I would jump off my left leg, right? Just like if I was going to do a layup right now, I would run and go off my left leg. Now, because I never rehab that, I have limited mobility in my left ankle, making my right leg a whole lot stronger. So I'm kind of stuck because I'm a lot better off jumping with my right leg, but it's unnatural to do that, you know, because I've always, because I'm right-handed. What's the solution? Andy, help. <laughs> well, uh, like today, if you went out and jumped today, uh, which, which one oh, are you going to jump higher off your, your left? Well, you know, I've, which you've always done or your right foot. Right. Now, normally what I've been doing, like when we're doing testing at the gym I go to or at the facility I go to, I'm going off both feet. Like, okay. So you're, you're, you're going to be a two foot jumper for your dunk. Yeah. I I think I have to. Okay. And are you doing a a left, right plant or a right, left plant? Uh, okay. This is weird. I'm in the studio here. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to practice. So. (laughs) I think I'm going to go left, right, jump. So, like, if I were going okay. towards the rim, I'm going to go left, right, jump towards my right side. Okay, so your last two steps, you're going to take a big step with your left foot, and then your right foot is going to come and and, uh, and basically meet or go a little bit past your, your left yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend practicing, you know, find an elementary school or if you have a hoop at home that's adjustable, find somewhere where you can start practicing just the skill of, of dunking. And, and um, I mean, I've even seen guys who get way above the rim and still miss dunks all the time just because they're just not very good at that actual skill. You take it for granted that you think it's just going to be easy. It's, it's not as easy as you make it out to be. So you want to practice just the skill of dunking the ball, really working on your footwork. Because like your your friend said, you want to just be in that flow state when on October 2nd, you don't want to be thinking about, okay, you know, my, my footwork, should I be jumping off my right foot today? <laughs> right, I, right. You want to have that all figured out so that, uh, you know, you've done it and start raising the goal. You know, start at nine feet, maybe, maybe eight and a half, wherever you're at. 
and then uh, start raising that up. And you're going to jump a little bit higher on October 2nd than you've jumped probably ever because you're going to be hyped. Maybe there's going to be a crowd there. I don't know what your plans are. But you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a couple inches probably on that day. So I don't know if you even have to practice all the way to ten. But if you haven't been practicing just making dunks and letting your body know what that feels like to make a dunk, even if it's on a low rim, uh, you, you're you're making this harder than it has. Let me tell you this. Now I haven't over the last few months. But Andy, when I was a kid, look, I'm um, about your age. And so I was all about, I had the original Jordans. I wore Jordans to prom and graduation in high school. In my backyard, (laughs) I had like eight foot full court. Now it was on grass and dirt, but I had two. We wheeled my buddies, uh, my buddy Ryan, he lived next door and he had an adjustable rim. So we wheeled them over. We were playing on grass and we would have dunk contests we would um, jump off stuff. I have some weird pictures of me uh, in high school, like junior high, I'll say. Junior high dunking on an eight-foot rim because we would take pictures from like low to make it look like we were really dunking. So <laughs> while I have it, yep. like you, I've been obsessed with this my whole life, and I just I could never do it, and I never really had like you know $1,000 to go or old age to go, look, do this. You know, and like you said, you got to get there, man. You got to work out today. You got to go. And certainly now, you know, I have these guys that are professional and like doctors and they're um, physical therapists helping me because if I if it weren't for them, I would have just gone and been doing a bunch of squats and and calf raises. But they're working on my ankle mobility. I'm, I'm dude. I gotta say, if you can't tell by my ranting and raving, I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> Yeah, but you can do it. That's the thing. Is um, this is not something that's impossible? It may seem seem crazy and out there, but I can tell you this from my own experience. And I'm not like some genetic freak. Um, you know, if I can do it, a lot of other guys can do it. I won't say everybody can do it because I do think that uh, not everybody could dunk, even if they did everything right. Um, it's it is an athletic feat, but that um, not everybody can do, but I think if you train right, you're a reasonably a reasonable athlete. Not like a you know a genetic freak. I'm not talking LeBron James here, but if you're you're an average athlete and you're willing to put in the work, uh, I absolutely believe you can do it. And I think that that probably uh, describes you. You know, I bet, I bet I bet you have it in you if you're if you train per, uh, correctly. Uh, I'm, I'm confident you could do it, man. Dude, I gotta say thank you. You, um, you real. I'm so glad I found you online. You're an inspiration. And here's the thing: I've said this to several people, so this doesn't go just for dunking. But go on a journey, a physical journey that seems impossible. It is an amazing experience. Am I right? Oh my gosh, I, I could go, I could go on and on and on about that. Yeah, so many dreams have come true for me since I started this journey about seven years ago. I had no idea. Uh, I, you know, I had dreams of being in Sports Illustrated, for example, as a kid, you know, high school basketball player. And it never happened until a few years ago. I was in Sports Illustrated because of this crazy journey. I was in Bleacher Report. Now I've created the dunk camp just because I decided to go for this, this crazy dream I've had since I was a little kid. So, yeah, I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Dude, you are inspiring. So whether or not somebody wants to dunk, I hope when they hear this, because often in these episodes I talk about fulfilling goals 
and your mindset and chasing stuff that seems ridiculous. So uh, your journey is inspiring beyond us non-dunkers, but it's uh, it's really inspiring. Your attitude is amazing. I love just just uh, you know from talking to you for this last half hour or so, and and um, just your positive attitude um, emanates online. And uh, I appreciate that. And, and I really, dude, thank you so much. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I found a place here in Johnson County, Oak and Fieldhouse. They're going to let me go and lower the rim on Friday. Um, I'm going to find you on Twitter and send you some videos. See if you can't give me some uh, critiques on my technique, my first real try over the last year, okay? Yeah, send it over. I definitely uh, can give you a few pointers, I think, after seeing your attempts. There's, there's some uh, little nuances that that will definitely help you. Dude, I'm so excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Andy Nicholson, you can find him all over the web. The over, is it over or the over? It's just over the hill dunker. Yeah, over the hill dunker. Yeah. Okay, I keep adding a the to it. Over the hill dunker. Just Google that. You'll find him. Uh, the dunk camp thedunkcamp.com it's all on twitter it's all on facebook it's all on instagram watch his documentary find him on imdb and uh see some of these videos it's inspiring andy nicholson from raytown representing the cardinals of 1990 (laughs) state champs undefeated buddy thank you so much it was truly an honor thank you for joining me on this episode of bg dunks 2018 thanks so much for having me i look forward to seeing you dunk on october 2nd brady This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.